0: We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Welcome to the only business show in Lincoln, the Grow Lincoln Show, coming up. New legislation in Lincoln and Lancaster County and Nebraska for employers and employees, the workplace. Kelly Cunningham from Charter Title will be in. What happens when the worst happens, right before you're trying to close on a house or a business property and you have a major personal emergency? Um, the markets this week, a report on that. And then improving air quality in your office building or your home during these times.
2: And Robin, we have to mention that this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Electric System the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, and Sartor Heyman Jewelry.
1: Chris Schmidt is in from Baylor Law Firm. We wanted to talk to him about the latest in workplace legislation, um, some things going on down at the state legislature, and also the city council trying to pass the fairness ordinance, which is um, almost certainly to be um, brought to the ballot. Welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Well, Chris, why don't you talk about what's happening at our state and federal level, but mostly our state level right now with COVID and all sorts of fun things that you guys get to deal with?
3: Sure. Well, to start with with the Unicameral and what's going on there, uh, they are nearing a final vote on a bill related to employer vaccine requirements, specifically seeking to ensure some exemptions for employees who may not wish to get the vaccine. And what the state bill would do is it largely mirrors what's already in place, both under state and federal law, with a few key differences. So the first is federal law already protects employees who may have a disability or a sincerely held religious belief. This state bill differs just a little bit in that it also allows employees who have strong moral, ethical, or philosophical reasons that they wouldn't want to get a vaccine they can also be exempt from a from a company's vaccine mandate. A second big difference, and this one is very helpful both to employees and employers, is that the state would actually be producing this form that allows employees and employers to communicate about is an exemption appropriate or required. Mm. So a lot of times employers have to come up with that on their own and that can be a burden. And so the state would actually be producing this form.
2: So the state produces a form and the employee fills out the form and the employer then who gets to make that determination?
3: Really it would be in conjunction the employer and the employee but once that form is complete Really, there's not much determination to be made under how this bill is structured, or at least that's how I anticipated operating in practice.
1: Does this bill change anything about the size of the companies that have to comply with this?
3: Not particularly. There's still a size requirement. It's 20 plus employees as okay. currently drafted. Okay. So uh, not small companies, but your medium and large companies would be subject to this bill. And it's also subject to, f- to the extent that it conflicts with federal law. Which a lot of companies know is constantly changing. Uh, the federal law would control over state. Of course, law. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, okay, horses in public accommodations. This came up. <laughs> <laughs> this yes. came up with the city council, and there's been so much noise over the bathroom issue that I think people don't realize we may be seeing horses.
3: Yes, how's that for a tease, right?
1: <laughs> so explain what the city council approved, which, as we all know, is going out for signature for people that want to, to what is it, repeal it? Yeah,
3: they're petitioning, a to, have petitioning to have it stayed. Petitioning to have it stayed, effectively, or placed on the ballot.
1: Yeah, so explain the horses, and then we'll jump into the other stuff. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, uh, so on Monday, Valentine's Day, the Lincoln City Council passed the, the Fairness Ordinance, um, which, which does a few things. I'll start with the horses <laughs> but it, it adds uh, miniature horses to the definition of a service animal that would be allowed in places of public accommodation. Uh,
1: public. Um, now, co- does this mean like my business, I have to allow a horse in the conference room?
3: Typically, the attorney response is it depends and I'll <laughs> ask you a bunch of facts, specific <laughs> questions. <laughs> Um,
1: get through this interview without but, laughing.
3: But potentially. <laughs> um, and then it also has, and in, in what's getting, as the horses are a lot of fun, uh, the effect it has on employers, particularly employers with between 4 and 15 employees. And the reason for that is what the Fairness Ordinance does largely brings our city ordinances in line with state and federal law. Hmm. But those state and federal laws only cover employees, or employers, with more than 15, 15. folks.
1: 15, so this makes smaller companies have to comply.
3: Correct, and so this is, uh, Lincoln's anti-discrimination uh, ordinances have been in effect for a long time. This would add sexual orientation, gender identity, military or veteran status to that group of protected classes, mm-hmm. which again is already protected to varying degrees by state and federal law for certain employee uh, employers, but this would expand that group of employers. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, and you alluded to it, Robin, there is already been announced a petition drive that will be taking place to try and have this placed on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So the city council has approved it. It's very much expected that the mayor will sign it. But if they get the amount of signatures needed, which is just over 4,000, I believe, uh, then it would be placed on the ballot for uh city residents to vote on. Well, I
1: think they're pretty confident that's going to happen. Then we will all have to study up on horses and <laughs> decide if we want what? these in our places of public Single-issue voter. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I am For familiar. horses or against horses? <laughs> I'm familiar with horses.
1: Oh, um, um, there's a couple other things that are just kind of interesting. Um, college athletes as independent contractors, um, staffing companies, yeah I don't even know where to start there's so many interesting things
3: there's a lot going on particularly at the at the agency level so kind of outside of courts there are a lot of agencies uh, with the government that that invoke these these changes as well I'll start with we're a college town so we'll start with college athletes Um, name image likeness and things like that have been in the news a lot but just last week USC and UCLA are, uh, athletes are seeking to become employees so certainly something oh. to monitor because oh. it has the potential to affect affect our athletes here right. right yeah that would
2: versus being the independent contractor that you were talking about with the name image and likeness
3: not even that just student athletes just so, student yes. athletes period yes. okay
1: you know, we didn't even get to everything on the list. I think if if you're a small company, especially if you're feeling a little bit vulnerable and wondering if you might be subject to something you didn't know you were subject to, um, you might want to get on the Baylor Evenant website and kind of look around, look up Chris. His name is Chris Schmidt. Uh, maybe message him send him an email with a question and have him talk about services
3: It's a great so, time to review policies paperwork things like that to make sure you're doing things right. Yeah
1: Yeah, it, you, your company may not be small enough to slide <laughs> under <laughs> under some of this regulation yes. And yeah. it's very important to know if your company is subject to it yeah. um, Thanks so much Chris excellent information.
3: Thanks for having me on. Thank C- you
1: coming up next Kelly Cunningham with Charter Title What happens if you're going to a closing and something really personally terrible Happens.
0: It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
2: Welcome to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of Charter Title, Remax, and Remax Concepts. Talking yeah. about Charter Title.
1: They are officially now the largest locally owned title company in Lincoln. And we're very proud to have Kelly Cunningham from Charter Title with us in the studio. Thank you for coming.
4: Thank you guys for having me. To sort of set up um, what we're gonna talk about
1: today, um, I, we wanted to talk about parties being in contract for sale of a house or a commercial property because the housing market has been so brisk. Yes. The, commercial, um, has, the commercial thing has been so competitive when you come to closing. And sometimes the worst possible thing happens right before a closing I've had situations where one of the partners died right before the closing I've had a buyer that was in a car accident and had a terrible thing happen to his child right before closing and you're trying to get that house but you feel you have to stop the sale sometimes so um, Kelly's gonna talk about that but before we dive into that Kelly You now have a local celebrity that works in your company. (laughs) Tell us who the celebrity, the local celebrity is.
4: So Tom Becchia's office is in the same location as Charter. Tom is also my brother, so that is important to know as well. He was recently elected to the city council, and we're just so proud of him, and he, you know, he works with us at Charter, but he doesn't really work for Charter. I would love it if he did.
1: Oh, well he's probably pretty busy doing ribbon cuttings. Um, is he a younger brother or an older, older. brother? Older. So you're proud of your big brother.
4: I'm so proud of him. We are so proud of him. Yeah.
1: Well, let's pivot back to this, you know, kind of serious subject that we talked about, a tragedy prior to real estate closings. What happens or can happen if a death occurs? Of one of the parties
4: all the questions you're gonna ask me today of course the answer is it depends every right, real sure. estate <laughs> transaction is like a snowflake right they're unique
1: oh, that's but a good way to put it
4: if the seller if it happens to be the seller that passes away they own joint tenants right of survivorship that's easy and if they're married we just file the death certificate mm. of the party who passed away right. easy peasy now if the buyer dies That's a whole different situation. That did happen to us recently. Unfortunately, a buyer got into a car accident and did pass away. And then it really becomes a contractual issue. The seller just decided, you know, we're not even going to worry about this. We're just going to put the house back on the market and let that family... Deal with the situation that just happened
2: he, yeah and it yeah. would be my guess that that probably is what happens most of the time because they a, realize that there's this, a
4: human compassion
2: yeah.
1: element to this and, and we
2: live in Nebraska we've got good people
1: I although I did have it happen where the seller was in distress he had to sell the property and the buyer had this problem and you know it was so bad that it, it was a really bad situation for yeah. the seller. And, it, you know, they were saying, no, I'm sorry, but we have to enforce the contract. So.
4: Yes, sometimes that does happen like for whatever reason. The you seller's go by a-
1: what the contract says, whether yeah. it seems humane or not, because there are two sides.
4: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about arrest or imprisonment or jury duty. Some of these things that.
4: The real question there is did they purchase this real estate with money from whatever illegal activity they're being arrested for? Right. Because if they did, then the feds or local agencies may seize they the real estate. It. Yeah, yeah. And our underwriter is like, no, absolutely not. Do not touch that with a 10 foot pole. And that has happened to us before as well. Somebody got arrested for drugs. We were not able to close on that transaction because the real estate became a part of the restitution essentially for what that person had done. So we just kind of have to pause and move on. Yeah, yeah.
1: What about jury duty? I was going to say,
2: jury duty, I mean, I, I suppose you could work around that sometimes. We
4: will work with parties who are going through jury duty. Either we can meet with them after hours. If they have to be sequestered, usually they know that a little bit ahead of time. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So, you know, they can get a power of attorney or whatever the case may be. Oh. Usually they don't go in there right away and not know. So. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Absolutely. It's just isn't it interesting when you do this long enough? Just these little things. All these things weird
4: things. Yeah. That can
2: happen. Can yeah. you think of some other strange things that have happened, Kelly?
4: I would say the most common thing like this that happens is, you know, husband and wife are having a baby. They're buying a bigger house because they're having a baby and wife goes into labor, you know, the day before. Right. That's pretty common actually. And we'll go to the hospital and sign with mom and dad so they're able to still be in the hospital and also buy the house. Oh, that's funny. That's great stuff.
1: Um, Well, and speaking of home sales, still brisk, still busy, still? We
4: did slow down a little bit in January. Yep, and that's normal. I would say 2022 is going to look a little bit more pre-pandemic for us. Yeah, We're starting to pick up. Today we're pretty busy. Okay.
2: Well, that's good. And uh, tell your uh, brother, both of us said hello.
1: I will. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming into the show. You've been listening to Grow Lincoln with Kelly Cunningham from Charter Title, which is officially now the largest locally owned title company in Lincoln, Nebraska. Coming up next, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts in to talk about wild and weird markets this past week.
0: Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Robin and Dave, your hosts this weekend, we're here to help you navigate through commercial building rent and sale prices, construction delays, housing shortages, government regulation, and coworkers who hide your mask as a practical joke.
2: (laughs) This segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance.
1: Roger Frank from Frank's Financial Concepts is in the studio today. It's been a mixed bag in the markets, and with a report, here he is. Welcome.
5: Hi, Robin and Dave. And Robin, beforehand, uh, I have a hard enough time finding my mask the way it is, let alone somebody taking it and putting it someplace else. (laughs) I'm
1: sure it's happened.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Gosh, here we are halfway through February. Uh, Markets continue to be volatile just like the last five weeks you know some of the things that we've been hearing in the news uh more so maybe recently but um in high inflation is one of those it's at 40 year highs uh is it going to go away is it going to go away this year we don't know federal reserve is raising interest rates i think it's a matter of, uh, not a matter of if but when you know i've read quite a few different reports from different economists different people that uh, that know this well they're saying anywhere from 3 to 7 rate increases this year There's even been a little bit of talk about uh, uh, front-loading rate increases in the March meeting, so we'll see if that happens or not. That means borrowing costs are going to go up with each rate increase, uh, so if you're going to go out and purchase something big, maybe do it now rather than later. And we're still waiting on the edge of our seats uh, regarding the Russia and Ukraine saga uh, and also how uh, the world will respond to that, so...
2: Roger, you're not giving us a whole bunch of good news. This is not This is not sounding uh, like positive information. But not, we still got to deal with it, don't we?
5: Yes, not positive information for sure. But, you know, if you really look at the markets, there is a lot of positive information out there. For instance, uh, if you hadn't heard already, but Kohl's has been approached about potentially selling their company. In fact, on January 24th, when that news uh, came out, the stock shot up about 36%. So uh, did really well that particular day. Oil prices, if you've been to the gas station recently, you're certainly paying more to fill up your vehicle. But if you were lucky enough to buy energy stocks back in uh, the March and April lows of 2020, you made a nice profit on that. Technology sector is another area that had uh, a nice sell-off in January. We're starting to see a little bit of rebound depending on uh, what uh, tech uh, company that is. So if you're out there or have taken advantage of that, you've made some money in the short term as well. And then uh, unemployment continues to improve. Uh, certainly we're still looking for people to uh, to find those jobs or or whatnot, but overall it continues to improve. So I, I really think uh, if you really look, there's a lot of positives uh, out there in the market right now.
1: Well, share how the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ and the S&P have been performing.
5: Yeah, good question. Uh, As of February 17th, the Dow Jones is down about 5.5%. The NASDAQ is down about uh, 12.33%. Again, some of that's that tech sell-off that I mentioned. The Standard & Poor's 500 is down about 8%. Keep in mind, last year in 2021, the S&P 500 was up 27%, so a pullback and then uh, just overall uh, just uh, again as a reminder we we did have a really good market returns in 2019 2020 and 2021 so i think having a little bit of pullback the last six weeks just is very normal Uh, it's just something that we uh, go through periodically so we have a lot of year left uh, in the markets we'll have to see how it responds Uh, a lot of the incoming news uh, how will the markets digest that so uh, we have a lot of time to uh, to finish up 2022.
2: Why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, maybe playing a little bit of defense when it comes to paying our taxes.
5: Yeah, we've talked about this on the show uh, quite a bit. And just as a friendly reminder, uh, you still have time to get your traditional IRA and Roth IRA contributions in for 2021. You have until April 18th. I would suggest that you work with your tax preparer as you visit with them. Make sure that you qualify for that contribution. And then work with your financial professional to make sure that it's deposited before the deadline. If you do not work with a financial professional, certainly give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you with that. And then also, I I think it's a good time to revisit your investments in general. So take a look at that and see how that's working into your financial plan or your investment goals. And again, if you're looking for a second opinion, I'd be happy to visit with you about that as well.
2: How would they get a hold of you, Roger, if uh, they wanted to talk to you uh, about some financial issues?
5: Sure. The easiest way is to get on my website at frankfinancialconcepts.com. All of my phone numbers and email addresses on there.
1: And you also have email tips that you send out that if someone wants a softer approach and they just want to ramp up their learning, um, you have that available too. We do. Yep. Yeah. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthold Fisher & Company Financial Services, Inc. BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. Coming up next, improving air quality in our, o- in our homes and offices is something we think about a lot more than we used to. We'll be right back.
0: Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499-3-K-L-I-N.
1: Many of our listeners see construction projects around town. They message us on Facebook or Twitter, ask us what's going on. We research those and announce what they are on this show.
2: This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm.
1: We have Weston Kalhoff from John Henry's Plumbing in the show today. There's probably never been a time where we were more tuned into air quality than we have during COVID. Well, okay, maybe the Kansas wildfires. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been asking your company to come in and talk about some of the issues surrounding air quality. Um, Our previous interview can be found on podcast on the KLIN website look for January 15 We talked about overly dry air, you know, the kind where you're shocking each other in the workplace um, Or in the house. So today we want to talk about Maybe sometimes employees or family members complain about dust or debris that's bothering them And you think it might be associated with the filtration system Um, so Um, Weston for those who've never had it done briefly explain duct cleaning and how that maybe how that's improved since it first became Popularized.
6: So basically how we start our duct cleaning off is we go around and tape all the registers up Um, That just kind of helps negative pressure in the ductwork Make sure everything stays contained inside the ductwork at that point we go around um, We hook the vacuum up to the main main source of the ductwork down by the furnace in the basement, wherever that furnace area is located. Um, we turn the vacuum on, we do have a large air compressor out in the truck with a long hose. And at that point we just kind of go around go to each register, go to each vent, um, kind of blow that register out. Then we actually put that hose down inside the ductwork, um, where it kind of knocks the dirt, dust, pet hair loose. Um, and then eventually makes its way down to the, down to the vacuum. Um, what's nice about that is we'll actually show them before, before and after pictures, um, and it's always kind of surprising. Like you have a little
1: camera that you got goes. a camera on it.
6: Yep. Yeah. So we can access it, you know, when we we drill the, the bigger hole for the vacuum. Um, and it, it's always surprising people, you know, what's actually in that. What they've person. been breathing. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's, we've, I mean, we've seen pop cans, We've seen mice before. We've yeah. seen playing cards. You name it. I'm sure <laughs> some of us have seen it.
1: Yeah. Oh. And a, a good time to do it is after you've had a major remodeling project.
6: Yep. yep. Exactly. Oh, so,
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what are, what are some of the things that triggered people to call you? Were they coughing?
6: Yeah. What did did they notice? So one of the biggest things, um, I think people notice is if you're having to replace that filter, you know, after Mm -hmm. a couple, three weeks after months, normally two to three months is what we recommend. Obviously if you're after a month and it's plugging up pretty quick, um, it's a pretty good indication that it's time for duct cleaning. Um, also if you have allergy, you know, someone in the house with allergies any unpleasant odors, um, you know, and then, if, like you said, um, any major renovations going on, any floors redone, drywall work, anything like that where you're actually creating dust in the house or stirring up dust, um, we always recommend it at that point.
1: I have a small building for sale in Mm Havelock, and a lot of those buildings in that era have had, to some extent, residential units that have been Put particularly
2: on like on a second floor
1: yeah those some of the smaller ones so yep. do you also do that kind of work if it's a commercial, commercial setting? of
6: course yep we have done com- smaller commercial settings um what how I like to describe it is commercial it's just kind of residential on a bigger scale just bigger yeah. ductwork same process um, same type of equipment um, and it kind of helps you know if employees have allergies um, you know if you notice a lot of dust in the workplace anything like that um, you're also being p- kind of proactive Getting all that dirt and dust out before it even has a chance to make it into the filter, into the equipment, just kind of helps prolong the life of, of the equipment, keeping it clean.
2: So once again, for for our listeners, one of the significant things that makes you realize maybe you've got an issue here is that filter being plugged Yep. way quicker than it should
6: be. Yep, way quicker.
2: And then if you know that you have somebody that has significant allergies, that, that's another time Absolutely. when you need to really check that out check
6: that out or and- even
1: if just the ordinary household dusting it just you just notice over a few weeks or a few months like Man, yep. they so. Why am I having to do this all the time?
6: Yep, that's another thing. That's you know, a big signal. If I'm at a house and they say, you know, they tell me, well, it seems like we're always dusting. You know, we dust, and then two weeks later they got another layer of dust. You know, I can write my
1: name in it. Yep, you exactly. know, A few days later, uh, yeah.
6: That's another pretty good indication that it, it's it's time to get that ductwork checked out and cleaned.
1: Now I realize a house can be 800 square feet, and a house can be. 4,000 square feet, but can you give us a wild idea of what this might cost?
6: Yep, so it doesn't matter if you have five vents in the house or 30 vents. Normally, depending on if you're a maintenance member for us, um, normally it's 675 plus tax. For a duct cleaning, you know, if you have two systems, three systems, obviously that'll increase. But if we're just a, one single system in a house, you're looking at six. So seven, somewhere
1: five. between 500 and a $1,000. Yep. Five
6: to a 1000 is a pretty to, good ballpark for that. To do this, yeah. Yep. yep. Well,
1: I appreciate that information. How do people get a hold of you?
6: Yep. So you can just give our office a call at 402-435-5555 or www.jhlincoln.com.
2: I'm so used to that phone number. Every time I hear him say that, he puts a smile on <laughs> Start my face. singing. <laughs> I, 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 I don't sing, Robin. It, it's, I don't want to hurt our, our listeners' ears.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Weston, and thanks Thank a lot, too, to your company. They bring really interesting information to our show, yep. and they help keep us on air.
6: Yeah, so. of course. Thanks for having me.
1: Coming up next Business is Opening, Closing, and Moving Around Lincoln. A fun segment for you. We'll be right back. It's my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made it. and if I have my way, I'm gonna stay. It
0: will be it's Grow Lincoln, 1499 3 I KLIN.
1: Podcasts are a great way to multitask while you're working out, cleaning your photos and emails, or taking a coffee break, and it's fun to hear the voices of thought leaders from your own community on our show. Find our podcasts on the Grow Lincoln Shows tab or SoundCloud.
2: And this segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln.
1: Aaron Lyons... Posted on Facebook or, or messaged us on Facebook and asked, what is being built on the northwest corner of Northwest 48th and West Holdridge? This would be straight north of the new high school that's under construction.
2: And at 1520 uh, Northwest 50th, there is a shell only uh, wood frame retail building and dollar store had pulled a building permit for that for 400 And eighty-eight thousand dollars.
1: And you can find the photo of the construction site on our Facebook page for Grow Lincoln. I
2: believe Lee Peters supplied us some photos. Yeah, Lee
1: Peters is one of our fans, and he he saw the question and went out and took a picture and sent it in. So thank you,
2: we appreciate that help.
1: Yeah, Dennis Hakey asked us if we know what is going on with the terminal building downtown at Tenth and O Streets. Uh, very very busy 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 with construction at that building
2: well and it was pretty busy with construction just Uh, to the west of that for quite a while, too. There's a
1: hotel west of that now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we understand that the terminal building is going to be uh, converted into apartments and then hopefully some retail on the first floor.
1: I think maybe there's a couple of holdover tenants from when it was an office building that's still like maybe state agencies or something that might still be in that building. Have you noticed how they're uncovering the original exterior, like the 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 old facade of the original terminal building. It's it's really amazing.
2: It's interesting to watch yeah. this happen, isn't it, Robin? It's
1: really interesting looking. Um, Kevin Sveck and Brad Hillhouse asked about what's going on by the Target store at South Fortieth and Yankee Hill Road. There's a credit union building and something being built kind of behind that. That is orthodontic and pediatric medical space
2: yeah we there's there's a lot of medical space uh kind of in that general area around around there and also like at 40th and Pine Lake Boy, about a mile if from you there.
1: follow what's going on yeah 40th and Pine Lake is kind of turning into a medical corridor now
2: yeah i mean you just or
1: yankee just, hill i yeah, mean yeah yankee hill yeah yeah
2: and there's a lot of a lot of stuff around that 40th and Yankee Hill that is uh Medical also, uh, Fallbrook Robin, uh, we're we've been seeing you know about a half a dozen state agencies, including, as we call it, DEQ or De- Department of Environmental Quality, and some other ag-related groups, moving in to some office space.
1: Yeah, they're leaving. Some of them are leaving Centennial Mall downtown. Um, Going to an office building in Fallbrook, which is a real shift in philosophy on the part of the state of Nebraska to start locating departments outside of downtown. Um, Nonetheless, the state has some big plans for a four-story building building in the downtown area and really more the antelope valley telegraph
2: oh, oh, Telegraph yeah, area close to that
1: yeah 17th and k you know peru college has been on the south side of that street now it's something else um but 17th and k there's a big empty lot yeah. north of that and there's been some geothermal well fields that have been put in there That's- we have
2: talked about those gosh robin uh, that's got to be over a year. They or did that in
1: advance of the like yeah. they knew they were gonna do the office building, but they did the well fields first. And, and I think
2: the well fields were also helping out uh, some of the other buildings, maybe even the Capitol, I believe.
1: Yeah, could be.
2: I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So, hey, uh, we've got some uh, some more stuff happening at 11:20 North Cotner, Robin.
1: KCG and Dago's Venezuelan food, very short-lived at 1120 North Kottner. This was on Cottoner Boulevard, West Side. Boy, I don't think they were there more than three months. Um, that closed. That has been replaced by Reinas on the Run. That's a southern comfort food with grits <laughs> and mashed potatoes and, you know, pork and chitlins of spinach and,
2: Good, good try on, on the southern accent robin good try hey uh don't panics L- don't panic labs has moved to 1317 q street they are a software development and engineering firm
1: yeah and We've, that's kind of interesting that that somewhat that a downtown building 13th and q stole them out of the haymarket you know you yeah, think of they, those techie guys as being in the haymarket
2: yeah cuz they were uh I still call it the, uh, the, the the
1: scooters building.
2: Yeah, but it was uh, the Salvation, Sa- Salvation Army, Army building. building. Yeah, I still both Salvation
1: it a- Army and scooters are gone now. Yeah. Do they have anybody yet to replace the scooters? Have we heard?
2: I have not heard of anything. I yet.
1: think the leasing agent, our friend Tom Gifford, told me he has a lease for that. But oh, good. We will have to ask Tom, who's moving into the old scooter space.
2: Yes. Hey, Robin, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, uh, another building permit that I saw. It's at 3833 North uh, Park Road, and I bring it up because it's Duncan Aviation, a local company that has just done phenomenally well uh, here in in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're starting phase one of a new parking lot, which is going to include a bunch of demo and excavation and all the little asphalt paving and some culverts, and on top of things, parking lot lighting. But here's the thing I want to bring up, and I don't think everybody realizes this. This construction project, almost $1.9 million for the building permit.
1: And it's not even, there's not even a building. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is most of the expense with the paving or with the lights?
2: Well, I suspect it's a combo, but, you know, ultimately, it's, there, there's a lot of uh, paving expense to a place like this. And this is a property owned by the airport authority, if I remember correctly. So they're just doing it, you know, for Duncan. So, hey, let's go to Midtown.
1: Midtown news. Me um, Mi Tierra is closed at Gateway Food Court. But they still have a store on Old Cheney Road, close to 56th Street. That right. one is still open. That was their first one. Um, so, but not, a, not at Gateway anymore. And so Gateway is going to have to go out and find another Mexican restaurant, which will not be hard. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of them in Lincoln. You're just call and say, hey, you want to come over?
2: Well, like you said, uh is still, still at uh, 5500 Old Cheney. Uh, we had some. I, I like what you marked down here. Super alert fan. Uh, Stacy <laughs> Beaver posted a picture from Piedmont Shopping Center of Sushi Villa Cafe and conveniently located next door to longtime Lincoln Store Fish World.
1: Yes, this was an interesting photo.
2: Is that right?
1: <laughs> the sushi space right next door to Fish World. I saw that <laughs> several times in several different kinds of social media. <laughs> People noting the photographic irony of, <laughs> of that.
2: Well, it, at least we, we all still have a sense of humor. So, <laughs> we do. There you go uh 7501 south 15th uh new day coffee and we've talked about this i believe on on jack uh in on ellen k today uh they are moving in there they also do smoothies they will have a drive-through robin on the first floor and for a lot of people you'll just have to notice a, a fairly tall building because really the rest of the building on the Second floor and above that are our apartments.
1: 7501 South 15th is about five blocks south of 14th and Pine Lake Road. Yeah, So it's kind of halfway between Pine Lake and Yankee Hill. And that is a growing area. It is kind of surprising to see, but there is some retail coming in along South 14th Street. This isn't real far from Wolf and Fire Spring and some other things. And so this is a four-story apartment building. And I think there's a clothing store already that's on the first floor of that apartment complex. And New Day Coffee and Smoothies took an end cap with a drive-through on the first floor of the apartment complex, yeah,
2: and they and and they have multiple stores. There, they're also uh, New Date uh, does, and they're at Seventieth and Pioneer, as well as about Fifty Fifth and uh, Old Cheney, not very far from Metiera, by the way. Right, and they also have a, a store in Hickman.
1: They used to be called New Vibe, and I think that the Hickman came after they changed the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and started changing the food. I think they even changed the coffee, you know, the kind of coffee that they were wholesaling. In well,
2: that, Robin, you know, I think a lot of people have seen uh, stuff. Well, the media talking about the new casino that's supposed to be going in at the racetrack on the south side of town, but not yeah, very far from there. We
1: had—I don't remember the name—but we had a Girl Lincoln fan that asked about that. Maybe two months ago like what is going on why don't we ever hear anything yeah well now we have
2: well we certainly know of one thing that's going to be going up uh out there and that's this new convenience store uh it uh, it will be a u-stop and they did pull their building permit they've had a sign there for a while at least i saw one in the past i haven't looked recently but two million dollar building permit for a convenience store
1: you know, this is one of those parts of Lincoln that if you don't get out of your comfort zone very often, if you live in a different part of town and you haven't driven down there, the number of houses being built yeah. out by this proposed casino.
2: Lots of lots of lots, lots of, of housing
1: lots of houses going in out there. Well, that's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot. And our podcast of the show will soon be up on the KLIN website, and we hope you will share that with us as well.